Hey soulmates, it is Beck here. We're on for another episode of the Sustainable Speaker Series. Today, I'm gonna to be joined with the COO of Pocket City Farms, Jackie, which is an incredible organization that is basically instigating fair food education and community into urban um, farming, basically. And I think it's so inspiring. It's such an amazing conversation that we should be having more of in terms of urban living, city living, and how we can utilize utilize the space around us to actually be more pragmatic and practical in regards to food waste and sustainability. So I'm really excited to have Jackie on. Um, it's the most amazing project just to even to share what this incredible team have been facilitating um, all over in terms of schools and corporate education. So let's get Jackie on. Let me just invite them into the chat. Well done. All right. Invite sent. This is always the fun part of tech is waiting for it all to work. There we go. Hello. We can see the top of my head. <laughs> Hi, so nice How to meet you. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Just been running around with the school group on site, which has been really fun. They're learning all about soils today. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that. Tell me all about it. Um, it's an incredible, incredible thing that you guys have created and, and are doing so well and facilitating so beautifully. I, I think let's just go straight. Let's dive straight into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what your role is, and what Pocket City Farms is and, and, you know, how we can learn more about it. Yeah, fantastic. So I'm Jackie and I think my title is currently the Chief Operating Officer for Pocket City Farms. Um, I pretty much handle all of the operation sides of things here. My background's in environmental management. I've got a Master's in Environmental Management and Permaculture Design and I work as a permaculture director as well. Um, I also have worked in social enterprise for about the last seven years or so. Um, previously was working with an organisation called Green Connect who do some great work down in the Illawarra. Um, I came to Pocket City Farms, I guess, right at the pointy end of COVID where we, we thought we were getting out of all the lockdowns um, and everything had kind of come to a standstill. Um, and this place is just amazing. I, it's, it's hard. I, I'd love to be able to walk around and show everyone. But um, can you take us for a walk. Can I take you for a walk? Yeah. Absolutely. We want to see. I've got someone here with the tech side of things. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, sorry. I'm, well, look, I'll do a quick walk and talk if that's okay. Please um, do. This is the fun side. So, yeah. So we're a little tiny urban space in the middle. You can see the green approaching. Um, we're in the middle of Camperdown and our founders were looking to showcase urban agriculture in the city. This is our demonstration garden. Um, where we're making use of vertical space. We've got wicking beds. We've got an amazing insect hotel. Oops, sorry, that's a bit drunk TV. Um, we've got a water tank and lots of other sustainable features. And then I'll just take you out and show you the farm side as well. And this is our market garden, which as you'd know, a lot of farmers have been really heavily impacted by the rain, unprecedented amounts we've had. And we've been quite impacted. So everything's quite small at the moment because it's literally just gone back in, except for this kale, which kale obviously loves the rain. <laughs> Everything else is like tiny little baby plants. So are you right if I keep talking as I'm walking around the farm? Please, please do. Yeah, yeah so we, we wanted to provide this space in the city to reconnect people to their food and where it comes from and how it's grown. And the community actually crowds up and running which is such an amazing thing 
And so we've run community programs. We've got volunteering a couple of times a week. People come and try farm tasks. We've got an amazing compost team. We've got some food forest carers. We used to have chicken carers and apparently they're on their way back. Um, we're a bit delayed with getting the chickens back, but we can't wait to welcome them to the farm. And we run, as I said, the education programs. Amazing. We also do a lot of corporate volunteering with um, corporate groups who come in and volunteer and they do workshops with us. And then, sorry, just heading over here. Um, we obviously also sell food. I'm going to go out on the street for a second. It might get a little bit noisy, but I just want to give you a sneak peek preview of our community food forest. So for anyone who doesn't yeah, know, a food forest is a seven layered system where we've got all sorts of different layers. We've got the canopy, the low tree layer, the shrub layer. We've got herbs to attract pollinators. We've got root crops, wow. soil surface and vertical climbers. And this space, which goes all the way down there and all the way down there on our verge is free food for the community. Um, so they wow. can come and harvest that anytime. And we've got some signage coming shortly, which has a QR code on it. So, you know, when you're looking at this tree, it's ready to harvest, how to cook it and how to eat it. Um, got a little community street pantry here where we've got a system. And we've also got um, the ability for the community to come and donate dry goods. And then those in need can come and grab some. Yeah, amazing. I mean, just for context, <laughs> who might watch this now or come back and watch this later on our, on our Instagram, um, tell us a little bit more about the educational side of things. So obviously, physically, you've got this incredible space. It's this beautiful, you know, showground of, you know, an example of what we can all be doing. An education perspective, like, what are you teaching them? Like, School, what did they just go through? What what are they learning at you know that that hopefully yeah. will fill in in years? Look, it depends on the age level, obviously. With our early years program and our primary school programs, we're doing more of an urban farm adventure where it's really, you know, child led education and they're just, you know, they're so in tune to the natural world already. They're opening their eyes up, they're finding amazing bugs, they're learning about compost and soils, they're learning how to grow veggies. They're learning the story of a seed, you know, how we turn a little seed into these little seedlings and then how they grow up into big plants that we eat. Um, for our high school students, we're getting a little bit more sciencey and we're focusing on, you know, actual, you know, the structures of soil and, and what, what soils are made up of. And we also where they can look at um, the future of, of farming, the future of food and how we can increase food security in our cities by growing more food in urban spaces. Because that's the big mission, right? That is the main conversation that I want to have with you today is, you know, what is the overall arching mission of this incredible project and what are the big goals that you're trying to achieve here and, and how can people get involved? And, you know, it's like if you're, if you're a parent and you're watching this and you're like, oh, my God, I want my school to, to run a program, how can they yeah. do that? Yeah. Look, they can jump on our website or our socials. Everything's on there. We'd really encourage schools to come down and, you know, uh, bring their school on an excursion. We're also partnering with another really exciting organisation at the moment to do incursions. So where we can actually go and set this up in your school and run uh, either a, a one-off or a term-long or a year-long program to build school gardens and Amazing. really connect kids to their food every day, not, you know, not just for a one-off excursion. Um, for adults, yeah. we've got lots of adult education programs. So we run workshops and we're starting to run permaculture design courses here on site. 
Um, so really upskilling people. We run things like growing great veggies. We have an Australian Native Food Gardens workshop. Um, people can come on the weekend and volunteer if they want to learn about composting. Uh, and yeah, got a whole bunch of different programs that we roll out from time to time in workshop land. Yeah. Are you, are you okay for me to keep wandering around? I'm going to show you in our greenhouse now. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I was going to say was, can you just really talk us through a little bit more about the missions of the business and the overarching aspect of sustainability and why this is the solution? Like just to really hit the yeah. nerve, especially, I you know, with, yeah. I, I Look, I think for me personally, what we really need to do is, is really radically reconnect with nature and radically yeah. downshift. I think there's you know, a bit of a myth at the moment that we can just kind of move to a green form of capitalism and buy our way out of the climate crisis. And yeah. look from our perspective, we're like, no, we actually, we actually need to, to change our relationship with nature and change our relationship with food. And so for us, it's about you know, reconnecting. It's also, from my perspective, the reason I'm, I'm with Pocket City Farms is we've spent five years learning and doing the hard work and what we're looking at at the moment is how do we scale up? How do we get this happening everywhere? And how do other people hit the ground running at year five, not year one, and don't make the same mistakes we've made? So we're really passionate about sharing our journey. And we're looking at the moment as to how we scale that up a bit more. And what is that journey? Like for anyone that <laughs> doesn't know and doesn't understand and, you know, sort of listening in on this going, I still don't understand what they do. Like, what is that journey? What is the hard work? What was the research? What are some yeah look from our things. perspective um it was really uh we're, we're actually on site at an old bowling green and for anyone who knows about lawn bowls this whole area this was a bowling green in front of me here and that's yeah. just some rubble some sand and cooch grass so for wow. us it was about how do we turn what we affectionately call our dirty beach into beautiful soil that's you know full of nutrients to grow nutrient dense food and it's it's a long journey and we've made some, some mistakes on the way but we've also learned heaps along the way. We're really passionate about soil testing and how we can, um, you know, really build that beautiful, healthy, nutrient-rich soils. Um, and I think that's probably our biggest learning. But there's also, you know, a lot of learnings we've done around how to really actively engage the community and volunteers, what works well in our education programs, um, just down to things like um, the tools we need on the farm, you know, the sort of a lot of learnings we've had in terms of, the best tools to use for small urban farm plots. You know, there's a lot of work being yeah. done in regenerative agriculture in really big ag spaces, but not mm. as much done in this sort of small um, yeah. kind of urban, urban size agriculture, I would say. And that's, this is the big thing I want to talk about, right? It's like, you think about the city, let's talk about Sydney, for example. Um, there are so many buildings, like if you're in, in the middle of the CBD, if you're like in a sky rise building on the top floor and you look down, you look at all these buildings and all these sky rise towers that have flat roofs that could have been utilized. Absolutely. And we thought we would end up on a roof initially. Um, so we were thrilled to find this flat level ground space. But, you know, when I'm talking to students, um, you know, the future of food in our cities, it's going to have to be on our rooftops. So we have to start buildings that, you know, building buildings that can cope with that extra load of the water and the soil and making yeah. better uses of those roof spaces for sure. Exactly. Let's talk about the reality of why we're even having this conversation. We're in a crisis. 
people are not taking sustainability, sustainability seriously and the production of useless plastics into the environment isn't slowing down, even though we're, everyone's trying really hard. Um, so what can we do immediately as individuals to connect to nature, like you said, and how can we do it in a way that's educated, well thought out, practical and economical as well? So how do we use the space we have? And that's what you guys are doing you're inspiring the communities around you to do actually being quiet because i'm just walking past my school program right now i'll go and um just walk away from them but um yeah well, look when we're running our schools program these are really big questions hi i think i'm gonna head back into the office because i think the internet we love yeah the farm quality is not is not superb <laughs> um i hope everyone got at least to see the space um and now we can see our lovely office. <laughs> um, can you just repeat the last question you had? It was pretty, um, it was yeah. pretty big question, wasn't it? It was just like, how do we stop using single-use plastics and tackle the climate crisis yeah, from our like, perspective at Pocket City Farms? Well, rather than a question, it was more like a statement of this is why you exist, right? It was, I was just affirming that we're in this issue and then you, this amazing organisation has come in hoping to actually make change on a communal level and I find it really interesting and it's an it's a great conversation to have because when I often get asked from a sustainability mindset of how do we make change how do we make big change I always say start with the community you know start with your family your friends your neighbors those around you your barista your local store, wherever you go that you connect to someone and start there. And that's how big impact happens. It's a domino effect. And I think that's what Pocket City Farms is all about. Um, so I just want really to get to the, the you know, nitty gritty of what are you guys doing? Like, I want you to sort of share a bit more of these big missions and goals and maybe talk us through some statistics or experiences that you've had in this journey. Yeah, look, I think from our... Um learnings I suppose over the last five years is that you know the best thing that we've got on our side is our community we've had some terrifying high, uh, you know sort of dizzying highs and terrifying lows and yeah. the community the community's backed us up throughout those um, we run these amazing community events which are on a Thursday evening and we get sort of 50 people come and help out on the farm and then have a community meal together and that meal's put together for like 50 bucks I don't even know how they do it it's they're like wow. magicians and so, you know, the call went out, who, who wants to cook for us? So I think it's also about finding a role for everyone. But for us, food is the big connector because almost everybody eats and almost everyone's passionate yeah. about some form of food or eating. And it's, it's a real leveler. And we get you know, a huge amount of diversity of, you know, people, ages, abilities, all of that sort of stuff coming into this one space and connecting over a shared love of food, how food's grown and how we make growing food and growing fair food and when I talk about fair food it's food that's good for the people who eat it so it's not you know covered in chemicals and pesticides but it's yeah. also good good for the people who grow it because they're not having to apply all those pesticides they're paid a fair wage um, and it's good for the planet so we're really trying to encapsulate those three things in what we do we're much more of a demonstration site um, an education site so we really focus on the education side of you know how people can take this back to their communities and we get asked all the time you know how how can we start a pocket city farms near us and that's the thing we're trying to work on at the moment so that we can answer that question and go look here's a toolkit we've prepared go make this happen in your community you know 
adapt it to your local circumstance. Um, yeah. But I, I do really believe that we need to see a, a, a great relocalizing of our agriculture. And when you talk about it from a zero waste perspective, the amount of waste is so greatly reduced when you're growing it on site, we're able to control what we package things in, you know, it's fresher, people are able to pick that stuff up when we're teaching people about stuff they can do at home. It's, you know, it's the herbs and leafy greens that are the most overpackaged in our vegetable aisles. Um, and those are the things that are easiest to grow at home with almost no space on a sunny windowsill, all that kind of stuff. So I think it is about taking those, those small steps. Um, and also I would say having worked in this sort of, I guess, urban ag space for around 10 years, it's also about finding your, your place. Not everyone is going to be good at growing food and that's okay. You can just go support someone else doing what you do. So I have a wonderful farm manager on site here who grows all the food. Um, you know, my role is really to facilitate that, to look after kind of the boring stuff, you know, all the operation side of things. Um, someone else is really great at the marketing side of things. Someone else is great at, you know, making connections with restaurants and, and selling the food through restaurants. Um, you know, other people are really great at engaging volunteers. So, I, you know, I don't think everyone sort of has to be everything. Uh, they can kind of find their why and then contribute in that way. But I think that's the mentality that you have to have when it comes to personal sustainable choices, whether it's through food or purchasing, like consumer purchasing decisions. Um, it's about figuring out what feels accessible and easy and, um, you know, natural in the beginning and what feels most comfortable to, to connect with. And kind of like you said, no one's, not everybody's a green thumb, right? Not everybody keeps plants alive. And not exactly. And, and not everyone can afford to access healthy, fresh, fair food. You know, for a lot of people, yeah. we have to recognize that there's, you know, food is so highly subsidized and a lot of food that's really bad for us is highly subsidized. Um, and so we're about trying to make that more accessible, but also, you know, not be preachy and judge people who, can't afford to access that and work on breaking down the barriers of why and that's where you know we can avoid all the waste that we want in the world but unless we lobby governments and turn off that tap and not get those products made in the first place that's what we need to change and for us agriculture similarly you know we need to stop subsidizing big agriculture stop making organic growing you know something that's really inaccessible because you have to have this huge amount of certification you know imagine a world where you have to be certified to put those chemicals on not to not put them on <laughs> that's the whole point right it's it's i it's an amazing i'm so glad you brought that up because we can talk about certification in the organic aspect which is really you need to be wealthy enough to prove that you're organic right as a farmer it's like yeah the, these amazing farmers locally out there producing the most fair organic products, cleanest soil, so much love, so much effort and energy that goes into it, but they can't afford to get the certification. So they're not going to do as well, for example. Or no, and then look, we're not interested in pursuing organic certification because we're a small not-for-profit. We, we don't want to afford it, but also we don't think we should have to. And we're very open, you know, people can come in and look any day of the week as to how we're farming, you know, you can come and have a coffee and literally watch us farm. So it's pretty transparent here for us. But even not you guys, even any other farmers out there, I'm just saying that it's like, it's absurd that to be certified yeah. organic, have to label, you have to just be able to afford it, which again, it's just marketing, right? And I mean, can we talk a little bit about soil? <laughs> yeah, I, well, please. I just, I, we did a soils, um, 
a really nerdy soils uh, chemistry workshop last week on site with about um, 16 other small farmers and it was just soil nerd day. So yeah, let's talk about soil. <laughs> I know it might not sound like the most exciting topic for some people watching, but soil is the answer to everything because you know, the, the nutrients, the quality, the health of the soil equals the quality and the nutrients of the food that you're growing it in. So can you maybe just give us a little bit of a nerdy spiel about what does it mean and why is it important that people actually understand that? Yeah, look, uh, it's a big topic to just do in a, in a short bite. And I think probably <laughs> what I would say, I guess, to relate to most people is we're learning so much about our own gut biome and that that microbiome, you know, the, of what's needed to keep us healthy. So many of us are struggling with autoimmune diseases and all of these things that, you know, come back to our nutrients. Um, we're also on the nerdy farmer side learning the same things about the soil. And I've sat in the doctor's office and looked at my test results and they look suspiciously similar to the soil test results that we look like. You know, it's the same nutrients wow. that we're looking for in the soil is that we're looking for in our bodies. They're often lacking in our bodies because they're lacking in the soil. And apparently, you know, we've got sort of like 60 harvests left in the soil and, at, you know, we're going to reach this point of peak soil where you know our soils are just exhausted so yeah. i'm i think you know it's it's definitely not too late and people are learning so much about this space at the moment um you know the biggest thing for us being you know don't put food waste in a bin uh try and turn that into beautiful compost to turn that into beautiful organic matter to feed our soils um it's something we're really passionate about getting across to people but we're also as i said sort of nerding out on the chemistry side and just learning about how to balance our soils and how important that is. So I wouldn't say I'm an expert in that area at all, but the team here at Pocket City Farms are certainly um, all soil nerds and trying to learn more and more about that. And that's the sort of stuff that we'd love to be able to share as well um, I think you know, with future farmers. Yeah, I think that's going to be a huge conversation. I think it needs to be a huge conversation. But, I mean, the beauty of this and the beauty of the accessibility to this is I think of um, my personal circle of friends, for example, who get really excited and call me up on the phone and say like, oh, my herbs are growing, you know, like after doing a little bit of research and realizing how simple it actually is, they've got their gorgeous little windowsill with like the egg carton and some soil and the seeds and they're doing it themselves. And then we had a big dinner the other night and, you know, she made a big salad with everything she grew herself. And, you know, she doesn't have a backyard, just a windowsill and, and how proud she was and accessible it was and it's those little moments to me that are like this is what it's all about this is the Aaron, answer it's, it's all that for me it's about as I said radically reconnecting you know to see that we're a part of nature we're not nature's not this thing that's over here and we're this thing that's over here you know we've got to make those connections back to us being a part of the natural world and we talk a lot about working with nature not against it you know well our cities are designed to take water away you know at, at any drop that falls on us I think we've all seen that recently with these heavy rains that you know we could be taking that water soaking it into the ground recharging our groundwater you know energy wise we're just using these copious amounts of energy you know, all of all of these major environmental issues are just us being really disconnected from nature and so for us even growing succulents which I call the gateway drug to gardening you know, or houseplants, which people are doing a lot of at the moment. To me, that, that's, that, that's the first step, you know, that's the, the gateway drug to getting people into gardening. Then they might start with some herbs and then move on from there. Or if, as I said, if they're not good at that, they'll find someone else who is and they can trade them. And maybe they're really good at making pickles and preserves out of that food. 
but it is once you start eating your own fresh salads from home mm. i my garden's been so overwhelmed with the rain that i don't have salad at the moment i'm like i haven't bought salad in years like what am i going to do so i've started um sprouting again and just you know your nutrients in sprouts are huge and anyone can do that on a kitchen bench you don't even need an outdoor space to be able to sprout so there's lots of options exactly i, I think this is the key message here is that I, I always say this, it's a sentence I probably use a hundred times a day, is there's always a solution. We just have to be curious and we have to ask questions and we have to investigate. And the truth is everything is much simpler than it seems. Um, it's just about having access to a community like yours that feels easy to be part of and is supportive and doesn't feel overwhelming. So that's what I love hearing that you guys have just created this incredible incredible organization it's not new obviously but it might be new to some of the community on the soul family and i'm just so happy to be able to share you know this this incredible incredible pocket city farms initiative well, so thank you. and look we we really love encouraging people to make lots of mistakes um you know it's a we don't see anything as a failure it's all just great ways to learn new stuff and we always also say that the problem is the solution you know we've got some huge problems in the world at the moment but you know, actually that problem is the solution, you know, to create more connected communities, to grow more of our own food locally, um, creates happier, healthier, more connected communities. And that's what we're, we're really passionate about. Exactly, exactly. That is, couldn't be more aligned. And I'm so happy to be connecting with you and the team and hopefully we can come in um, as a corporate initiative and come and join you on the farm and, and, and sorry, the, the gardens and, and have a look and get involved and get the hands dirty. And I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, much more about it because, you know, this is what we're passionate about. So I'm going to um, make sure we share all the details at the end of this little chat so that anyone who's interested can find you, can contact you. If you want to get them in your local school, contact Jackie. <laughs> We'd love to. That's where it starts. Education is the answer to everything. One last little shameless plug for an event we've got coming up. Yeah, if anyone wants to check the farm out, we're having a winter solstice festival on the 18th of June, which is just in a couple of weeks. And we'd love everyone to come down to the farm between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. We're going to have a whole bunch of stuff on site, workshops if you want to learn how to grow greens, herbs and salad, farm tours if you want to see what we do. We've got um, some market stalls from a lot of amazing eco suppliers. We're showing the film Regenerating Australia. There's live music, there's food. Uh, and most importantly, there's lawn games. So egg and spoon race and the sack races, which I'm really excited about. That's so fun. I love it. And I think it's a beautiful time to be talking about this. As you know, um, Plastic Fruit July is around the corner. So for any of anyone that wants to get involved, this is such a beautiful way to sort of gently get into the habit of being sustainable. Yeah. And I love Plastic Fruit July. I've done it since it first started. And it's a, just a gentle reminder each year to relook at your plastic use. And I find every year there's just one more thing where I'm like, yeah, I can do without you. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I love it. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you for taking us on the tour. It is That's the most. Right. I hope it wasn't disjointed. <laughs> no, it was perfect. I'm just excited to get there in person and, and say yeah. hello. We'd love to see you. And Thank you so much for your time today. And I will make sure I talk about the um, winter solstice event coming up in the caption as well. So anyone who is in Sydney can come and join as well. That'd be great. And it's free for anyone or you can make a donation. Amazing. Thank you so much. We'll talk okay. soon. Lovely to meet you and all your um, people online.
<laughs> we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks a lot. Bye.